It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I love that you guys do that. Happy War Report Wednesday, everyone. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by our good friends from the War Report, C-Dub, B-Will. How are we doing, gentlemen? Excellent, man. Excellent. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, no Mike G this week, but uh, we don't need him. That's okay. That's okay. We'll go full steam ahead <laughs> um, and uh, and talk about this massive matchup. Obviously, huge win, broke the curse, and I, I think people are are eager and excited to look ahead to this massive matchup with uh, the Deep South Oldest rivalry on on a Saturday. But you guys have had an awesome, awesome you know game day coverage thing going on throughout this season. And uh, I, I just want to know, because I wasn't able to tune in due to uh, kind of being out of town and stuff, but what was kind of the, the biggest topic in y'all's post-game show that y'all had over on y'all's YouTube channel? I mean, it was Bo, right? It, it, was, it was the talk about what a difference a week makes, right? Because right. there was argument about whether or not he should start in the game over TJ Finley. And one of the big things that we did in terms of Sunday is that we talked about the fact that the coaching staff in so many words, just put the game in Bo's hands and said, hey, go out there and win the game. Um, and I think it goes without saying that some of our biggest weapons or our biggest weapon being Tank, he's not 100%. He hasn't been himself. And we did a watch the film a few nights ago in which we kind of highlighted some of the type of runs that we gave Tank and the way that he was running. So the coaching staff basically gave the ball to Bo and said, hey, go out there and win it. And Bo pretty much delivered. And as, as we, we said on Sunday, the players won the game. And given where we are from a personnel standpoint, Bo basically from a week ago being benched was now the, the, the hero. So that was kind of the theme. It was all about Bo and how, and it was well-earned. I mean, I, I feel like he did enough to definitely redeem himself and I'm happy for him in that regard. No question. No question about it. And, B. Will, did you have any thoughts in regards to the uh, Finley coming in for one drive and then the rest of it was the bow show? Or do you think that kind of ignited something? What do you think was up with that? I think whatever ignition Bo needed, he got when he got benched against Georgia State. And I think that motivation was probably there from that moment going forward. Um, But it's pretty clear to me from how they call the game that TJ Finley was going to come in for at least a series, no matter what. It, it didn't seem to be a, oh, things are going so terribly. I mean, we were down a touchdown, but that didn't seem like too big a deal. The game wasn't sure. out of hand, so you don't have to turn the boat yet. They planned to do that, and they saw what they needed to see. But it was clear to me from the play calling that this entire week was geared towards using Bo's mobility because they wouldn't have called so many boots. They wouldn't have called so many play action passes, quarterback runs, RPOs, which they had not been calling very much Great up, point. Up to that game. Yeah. So that Finley getting in there, it seems like that was kind of an attaboy for rescuing us the, the week before. But I think the entire game plan was about Bo Nix and the coaches knew that they were going to have to need his mobility to win it. And he did. He did exactly what we needed to get that win. 
I talked about this with Chandler Wooten yesterday in our, our weekly show that he does with us. And whether if you're listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, that's up on, uh, on both channels by the time you're listening to this. But that's something that really impressed me with Bo is he, when he was on the sideline when Finley went in, he was still supportive and doing everything he possibly could to support and help TJ, which I think is cool. But hearing, hearing guys like Chandler Wooten and other leaders of this Auburn team talk about Bo Nix this week, is, um, I mean, they're really proud of him. They're really proud of what he's done and, you know, the adversity he's fought through. So maybe this is all behind us now, and maybe we're ready to see the Bo Nix that we thought he could be two years ago, three years ago when he came to Auburn, and boy, he's got a great opportunity this Saturday to prove that against, I think we all can agree that it's the best defense in college football that Georgia has. Yeah, I'm I'm tempering my excitement about what this means moving forward because yeah. we have a, a an incredible test. Mike G talks about how Auburn's defense has an opportunity to be all time good. We're facing an all time good defense in Georgia, and so I don't know what we're going to look like offensively this weekend because Georgia, for weeks, have done a masterful job of making opposing offenses look silly. Right, yep. so. I'm happy to see, like, and you mentioned Bo cheering on the sidelines. Listen, if I know I'm have a good chance of getting back in the game, I'm a brief. I'm gonna still remain engaged as well, right? It, it, it's if I'm being benched and I'm not sure if I'm getting back in. It's it's interesting to see how my temperament will be when Finley went back to the sideline. We didn't see any of that as well because I think right. he knew that was his series he was getting right. right. So I, I think with Bo moving forward. How he handles adversity has always been my question about him, right? It's when he really gets down, can he lift himself back up? And I don't really felt like Bo was ever really down in the LSU game, right? So when things are going relatively well, Bo's okay. But let Bo throw an interception. Let him get sacked. Let something bad happens. How does he respond in those moments. And I think that's what I'm waiting to see. And, I, and I, I'm hoping that the Georgia State game was the kick in the butt that he needed to really refocus, really begin to assert himself and, and be the quarterback and reach his potential and reach the ceiling that we thought he could reach. I mean, I am still pretty surprised how good of a job he's done. This is even. I guess the week that he got benched, I still would have said this, but he's done such a good job taking care of the football. And that's just something that we haven't really seen. He's played more conservative uh, up until LSU when he kind of started using his feet a little bit more. But that's something that we all said all summer. It's like when we were kind of listing the things that we wanted to see from Bo, take care of the football. And he's done that. He had a, a few weird fumbles early in the season. But for the most part, that seems to be taken care of. But once again, Saturday is just a whole different animal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that defense is is going to be... We're, we're proud of what we've seen of them. And, hey, it's no secret. We we shared our doubts after Georgia State before LSU about right. who it was going to be, how he was going to look, because I don't think any of us had a reason to say we're definitely going to see the best game plan and the best bow LSU. Based on what we had seen up until that point in the season, we couldn't say that. But we've seen something now that we want to say, okay, this is a start. This is a spark of something. It's not the polished, all-world pro style sit back there and sling it looking like Brady we didn't see that and we hope and think that eventually what Harson wants to do as a QB guy and as an offensive guy is that kind of offense 
it's not here yet. Both seem to be having a hard time playing exactly that way the first few games. And Finley looked a little better, but still not perfect. So you were wondering, what are we going to see? We saw something that only Bo Nix could do, and he delivered. And now the question becomes, yeah, but can you do that against these guys? Because we don't think it's going to be as easily translated from LSU to Georgia because of how unreal that defense is. Auburn hasn't faced a defense like this, and there's not many defenses throughout the country similar to this. I mean, I guess the closest thing so far has been Penn State, but boy, it's just not the same thing. And and the biggest yeah. thing, and I talk about it this week with the Locked On Bulldogs guys, and that, that'll go up later on uh, on Wednesday, but that, uh, I mean, there's a major mismatch in favor of Georgia on on the the trenches with both sides of the football. And that's going to be, to me, I'm not really worried about much else. It's just the trenches where it's just like they could just absolutely take over the game there. Yeah, you know, to me, the, the matchup to focus on in this game is going to be our O-line versus their D-line. I agree. In terms of what we're going to be able to do. The reason why... Arkansas offense worked so well is because they were able to run the football and you have to factor in that KJ Jefferson has to be healthy as well. Yeah. If that works, they're a lot like they're a better version of Georgia state. If the run game works, everything else works. You stop the run game, you stop Arkansas cold. So I think the same can almost be argued true about us, except last week we saw that we actually threw the ball a lot in that game as opposed to running the football. And so what I'm eager to see is that, you know, you you look at Georgia, I mean, they're top 10 in almost every defensive st- uh, statistic you want to name. Uh, they are fourth in rush defense. They're only allowing 68 yards on the ground per game. That is insane. It's very good. Uh, we're pretty good on the ground. But, of course, there's been some some concerns with our run game, considering that Tank hasn't been 100%. So we haven't exactly been steamrolling people as of late, but that's going to be the test. Can, and, and can, we, can we convert on third down? Can we win? Can we get ahead of the chains and get it into third and manageable? We're actually uh, in the top 15 in terms of uh, third down conversions. Uh, we're actually doing at 51%. And so something has to give in this game. And yeah. the matchup for me to see is how well we're able to do anything <laughs> against this defensive line. So I- I'm eager to see that. There are a few other things that I want to see in this game as well, but it's going to start with our ability to run the football and at least not put all of the pressure on Bo Nix to have to make turn water into wine. Uh, when plays break down. No question. No question. It's a war of poor Wednesday. Hey, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me, fetchmehomedelivery.com or their free Fetch Me app is the place where you can go to get a lot of great food as well as other services delivered straight to your home if you're in the Auburn, Opelika or Lee County area. Don't rely on you know these national companies the number that is in that app that you can call, if you call a fetch me person, somebody answers that they have somebody on staff doing that. 
So you can uh, rest assured that your order will be taken care of and uh, by, by local folks, Auburn University folks. So you've got to love that. Also, today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. You can use promo code LOCKEDON when you make an account at betonline.ag. they got all the props you can imagine, all the lines you can imagine. Betonline.ag, great mobile app as well. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Guys, tell folks what they can, uh, all the content they can get at the War Report. You guys are constantly putting stuff out. We're constantly working, constantly working. Of course, we have our live shows that are on Sunday uh, at 1 p.m. Central Time. Of course, this is War Report Wednesday, so later tonight, if you're watching on a Wednesday, we do our Wednesday night war room at 8 p.m. Central Time, where we'll be previewing the Georgia game. We'll actually have an analyst on uh, to, from Georgia to actually go through the matchups and kind of talk in more in depth about the upcoming uh, game. And also, one of the things that we do that's really cool for our insiders is that we've been we've been fortunate to be able to send some insiders to each each home game, and we actually been doing a drawing. That's one of the perks of being an insider with us. Also, we do what we call watch the film where we actually review the previous week's game on a Monday. We kind of take a deep analysis. We get the emotions out of the way. And of course, we got our game day coverage where actually it's going to be a little bit different this upcoming weekend because we actually are doing a tailgate down in Auburn. Blackerby, you should definitely drop in and say hi. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely give you some more details about that. But we do our game day experience where we do a 30 minute pregame before the game halftime show and a post game. So we're working all week long. You can find us over at YouTube. We also on podcasts, wherever they're streamed as well. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys put out a ton of awesome stuff and you, you mentioned the watch the film segment and I had a listener question and I wish I could remember the name. I, I apologize if you're watching or listening. I, I don't remember who asked this, but they wanted me to bring this up to you guys on the next War Report Wednesday in response to a conversation that we had last week um, about Auburn's offensive line and limiting the pass rush. And, you know, because we were all the same opinion that Auburn's offensive line is better than people are giving them credit for. Um, Bo was running around a lot. do Do we still believe that is true? That was kind of what they wanted us to talk about. You know what? I'm, as much as I know for a fact that up until the LSU game, our offensive line had played qualitatively better than last season. Sure. The LSU game may have been an outlier because we were calling different types of plays. And I'm not saying that that's an excuse because Bo was running a lot, around a lot. But at the same time, um, a lot of that was he was trying to do things that he was not trying to do previously. I, I don't know how much. I can put on the offensive line and I may have to rewatch our watch the film session because I am a paid insider, even though, you know, I'm over here working too. Sure. Um, just to see, uh, like when, if I'm going to roll you out on a boot and then a defensive lineman breaks through, well, that's kind of a given if I'm moving my entire offensive line and certain things like that, that may play into that. But LSU is a very good pass rushing team. So I'm not upset that those guys made that happen. We still run block fairly well. And like C already alluded to, Tank hasn't been 100%. At least he hasn't looked at 100%. So if our rushing numbers weren't quite what they had been in previous games, yeah, we kind of know why. Because when Jarquez got in there, hey, he looked the same way he had looked the previous game. So right. I'm still not too down on our offensive line. But I will admit that, yeah, we saw a lot more pressure than we had the previous weeks. Sure. And I think also, too, you have to remember who we were playing. LSU 
was leading the SEC in sacks going into that game. Pro Football Focus gave Bo Nix an average time in the pocket of 3.5 seconds. That's enough time to find a guy. One of the things that we did note and watch the film. I didn't get a chance to watch all of it. Like B, I need to go back and watch some more myself. Sure. But there were times where Bo didn't do anything necessarily wrong. The offensive line didn't do any necessarily anything wrong. What was happening was oftentimes our receivers were not getting separation. And sometimes that happens where there's just no one open. And yeah. if you have a team like LSU pinning their ears back and Bo's not ready to get rid of the football, He's going to start dancing in the pocket. He's going to have to get out of there. So sometimes what we saw was a result of receivers not getting the separation they needed or LSU just making a good read on the primary read that we had on that play. So there are different factors. And I know it's so easy to just blame the O-line, but with Bo, there were plays where Bo had plenty of time in the pocket. There just wasn't anyone open or because of the angle of which we were watching the film. We don't know if he missed the read. There was someone open temporarily and then he waited too long. They were no longer open. Yeah. Defenders are coming. Now he has to start running. So there's multiple factors to what we're seeing when we watch the film that helps you to see, Okay, I thought it was the O-line, but no one was open. No one got separation on this play. So there's multiple variables to why a play breaks down. You mentioned the three and a half seconds. You got to think if that's what it was against LSU, it's going to go down a little bit against Georgia. What are you guys expecting to see from a play calling standpoint? I want to see more of the swing passes to the running backs. I want to see get those guys out in space, get the ball out of Bo Nix's hands quickly, maybe some quick RPOs, just things where, okay, it's a quick read, and if it's not there, you do the other option. That's that's really what I want. Dumb down the play calling just to focus on getting out of his hands and give guys opportunities to win one-on-one matchups against these good athletes. That's what I want to see Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 and I'm of the same mind. I want to yeah. see everything we saw against LSU, but I also want to see some of the things we weren't doing well against Georgia State and Penn State because that's the benefit of running multiple things and going into different games with different game plans is you put some of everything out there. You put different things on the board for them to study up on, and I'm sure Bobo has a plan to try to attack Georgia specifically because apparently that's his hallmark is making a game plan for that opponent, not necessarily just only working with our base offense and what we have to offer. So he's going to do a little bit of everything, and I would imagine some things we haven't seen yet as well. But the question is still going to be, can you do it? You can scheme up all week that you're going to be able to block you know, two of these four guys up front, and then you don't even get that done and, and somebody just wrecks your game plan. So I I think they're going to be as unpredictable as we can hope at this point. Brand new offense, brand new offensive coordinator. And what, at this point, five games in, you can practice all you want in fall camp, but I think we're past just fall camp reps. These have been real game reps sure. and they're learning on the fly. So now you have to execute what you've learned and what has worked and failed and do a little something extra. I don't expect it to go 100% smoothly, and everything is going to look like it's a struggle against a really, really good defensive team. And I'm glad you brought up Mike Bobo. You got to think he wants this one. Being a guy that spent oh. some time at Georgia, you got to th- you gotta think that he wants this one. And mm-hmm. I would like to think that he kind of has a good idea of how to attack a Kirby Smart defense as well. So hopefully... Uh, after being very familiar with what Kirby likes to do, 
he can he can kind of attack some of the flaws in his defense. Some things I want to see is, you know, when when Harson came, all we were hearing about is how multiple this offense is. But sure. the, the true benefit of having a multiple offense is that you have different ways of attacking defenses. Right. Not all defenses are created equal. So one of the things that I would like to see is I like the fact that they were able to move the pocket with Bo against LSU. I thought that was a very good way of utilizing his athleticism. Uh, I want to see some more play action because one of the things that's characteristic about a Kirby smart defense is that they attack. They are downhill. They are aggressive. They're going to try to blitz bow, put pressure on the offense. So you got to take advantage of that. I like the fact that we did see a running back screen against LSU and it was pretty successful to Jarquez Hunter. Mm. I would like to see us kind of take advantage of LSU's speed and aggression by calling screens uh play action getting them going one way and then go the other way we haven't done a lot of play action uh, up until this point so hope maybe that's something that bobo was holding out on but i do want to see a a bigger commitment to the run game because i really believe that jarquez hunter despite what's going on with tank jarquez hunter has earned the right to have more carries in his offense yeah because when he gets the ball in his hands he's been electric and he has been really uh one of the catalysts for us to be able to hold to, to have game-winning drives the past two weeks give yes. the ball give that guy the ball so mm -hmm. those are things i want to see offensively against georgia this upcoming weekend yeah i want to talk more about that in just a moment hey today's show brought to you by our friends at prize picks Prize Picks leads the industry in different prop bets for college fantasy sports. And so be sure to check that out at prizepicks.com. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. I love Prize Picks. I know you will too. And just for our listeners, if you go to prizepicks.com or download their free app on your phone's app store, you can use promo code locked on, one word, L O C K E D O N, locked on, and you'll get uh, a deposit that matches. Uh, whatever you put in, up to $100, which is awesome. It's an award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's so easy to use. Prizepicks.com. Use promo code Locked On. Also, today's show brought to you by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the planet in the world. It looks and tastes like a candy bar, but somehow it's good for you. I think it has to do with magic, not positive. But got a ton of different flavors, a ton of really, really good flavors. Whether you like the chocolatey peanut buttery stuff or some more fruity flavored bars, they've got it. All high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs. It's fantastic. Built.com is how you purchase them. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That is at Built.com. Got a few minutes left on this War Rapport Wednesday, guys, and I want to keep talking about this running game because something that I think is interesting is I think there's something off with Tank. I think we've seen that in his play to some extent, and I just wonder what the point is where it's like, okay, I, I know Coach Harson in his uh, in his press conference said that Tank was fine when he was asked about him, but I do wonder at what point, if he is fine, it seems that Hunter is more effective at times that, than Tank is when he's in the game. When does that balance shift as far as who's getting more carries? And it's just so crazy to me that we're several games into the season, it's like, yeah, I'm almost okay with Hunter getting more carries and Tank Bixby. Like, what is this? What world are we in right now? Yeah, I mean, it's just, we know he's, we, we've seen Tank when he's healthy. 
And then we've also seen Tank when he's not so healthy. Yeah. And so he he's not the same guy who started off the season. And so when Harson said that he was fine, I mean, anyone who's had a girlfriend or a wife know what fine means, right? <laughs> it means old crap, right? So I, 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 I'm ready. The beauty of it is going into this season, we did not know if we had a third option, right? We were worried about this day because we know in the SEC – one of your two top guys are going to get banged up at some point of this grueling season. Yeah. So was Jarquez Hunter going to be the answer? And he has been the answer and then some. So I'm not as worried about where we are with Tank not being healthy because we have a guy that has proven that he can do special things when he gets the ball in his hands. So put the ball in his hands. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. And I think you rest Tank because what I don't want – if whatever the injury is, because we keep playing him, I don't want it to be one of those types of injuries that just lingers for the entire season because we're not allowing him to get his needed rest. We can actually rest him. So rest him and let's let Jarquez eat. And then the running game can continue to move on. But I don't like how we're supplementing the run or abandoning the run way too prematurely. And let's be real. We're going to need to try to run the football. Yeah. We don't need to be one-dimensional against Georgia. Because as we learned last week, watching them play Arkansas, one-dimensional offenses aren't going to cut it. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. B-Will, what's your thought on the running back rotation right now? Um, I understand why you play Tank if he's not 100% because he's scaring defensive coordinators at least a little bit. He's He's got to be a concern. So you put him out there so he can get some attention, so you can get that eight-man box and stand a better chance in the passing game. But the only problem is I don't know how long that lasts because if anybody who's played football, man, those coaches know, listen, that guy's not right. We, we gave it a shot. Listen, back off. Don't worry about that. We can pull a guy out of the box, and now we can defend that passing game a little better. I don't think they're fooling anybody, but I also understand why Harson has to say he's fine. You can't say he wants to play and get his numbers and try to be effective, but he's got a bad shoulder. Yeah, now they're just going to tug on his shoulder all game and try to pull it out the socket. So you got to put him out there, and you have to exude confidence in his ability to play. But, oh, man, I'm, you can't worry as much as we would have. Can you imagine if, if I told you in January, yeah, Tank Bigsby's going to be hurt going into the Georgia game. We'd have been crying, worried about what we were going to do in the run game. Right. But Jarquez is such a breath of fresh air that, yeah, no, okay, so I'm not so worried about what we can do on the ground. But Jarquez has missed a couple blocks now on in pass pro, and right. I think that's something that Shivers and Tank are just better at. So maybe that's a bit of a concern, and it may – end up being why we go to him strictly to run late and he's in there less of, of when we're passing the ball so yeah i love what we got in tank i wish he was 100 i'm with c i would sit him until he's 100 and he can be the battering ram that i know he wants to be but i also understand why as a coach you can't sit the guy that's your best threat on the offense you just can't do it right right what are realistic expectations for saturdays guys what are we feeling mm. That's rough. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. We'll we're definitely going to talk will. about it tonight on the Wednesday Night War Room because that's when we make our picks for the week. We give all our reasons and make our picks. But sure. I, I would say you don't have to give me an right exact now. prediction or anything. Just kind of gut oh, feeling because we want people to tune in tonight. So gut feeling, man. I'll just say I'm worried, and I'll leave it there. I you know I I I don't think 
I would be surprised if Auburn gets ran off the field because I, I really yeah. think our, our our rush defense, we're ranked eighth in the nation. We're actually giving up 85 yards on the ground. Georgia, as good as they are, well, I, I feel I feel that they'll have a hard time running the ball at times. And you have to remember, JT Daniels is still up in the air in terms of if he's going to play. And I know Stetson Bennett, uh, we made him look Stetson like... Stetson Bennett the fourth. The fourth, yes. Full yes. names, please. Thank you. New, new, new and improved. Um, Stetson Bennett. I mean, we the fourth. the fourth. We made him look. We made him look spectacular last year when we were on the road at Georgia. But their passing game isn't as potent when he's out there as opposed to JT Daniels. And so, if he's the guy, and if we're able to make them kind of struggle a little bit on the ground, I like Auburn's chances. At home, I'm not saying we win it, but I don't think we're going to get dragged off the field uh, like many people are are afraid we will because I I think we have a defense that's able to keep us in any game. The question is, and as I said earlier, what can our offense do against this incredible Georgia defense? Yeah. So I'm just going to ask a question that's not going to be very popular to people listening. I'm just going to ask it. Okay. <laughs> so. Auburn's rush defense has been very good. With the exception of Georgia State, it's been pretty rock solid. But Penn State still can't run the football, no matter who they play. And the main storyline going into the Auburn-LSU game was how LSU, no matter what they do, they cannot run the football. So I'm just asking, how do we know our run defense is good? That is a very fair question, sir. That's a fair question. Oh, we're gonna and find out how good we'll there's no out. question. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna, we will find out. Is yeah. that is that a is, is that a that's a fair question though, right? I mean, I'm not like Absolutely. shooting anything off base here, right? No, no, no. You're 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 100 okay. right. LSU could not run the ball, and Penn State cannot run the ball to save their lives. Yeah, so, neither of them can. No, right? Yeah, our strength was somebody else's weakness, and you know we had to step up our pass defense, which has stepped up. Many props to Derek Mason. Um, a lot yeah. of people were kind of upset about what they had seen the first four weeks, and you know, somewhat rightfully so. But I don't know if we're as good against the run as we think we are. I'd say I know for sure that we are much better with Zacoby McClain in the game. So that gives me some confidence because yeah. you took our key piece out and we were getting run over. You put our key piece back in, and now we look a hundred times better. So it makes me think, okay, we can stop a run. Clearly, because Georgia State does it better than Penn State and LSU. And we did shut down their run once our guy got back in there. So I feel like we're good, but maybe we'll find out just how good against Georgia. And I think I've got all the faith in the world in our linebackers, especially if all three of them are in and they're all healthy. Um, And hopefully Owen comes back on Saturday. And then I think Chandler's a really good linebacker as well. But the um, it's it's just the trenches for me that's really getting me hung up on this game. And... I just think when you look at what Georgia brings to the the offensive line versus LSU, and and I think Penn State's got a better offensive line than LSU does, but it's just it's a pretty big gap. And so hopefully our guys are ready, and hopefully it being at home helps out. And I mean it's going to be a rowdy place. There's no question about it. Well, you know you can also flip that and put the shoe on the other foot. Okay. And you know we saw what Georgia did, their O line did against Clemson. They didn't exactly set the world on fire. That's and fair. That's what had some of us thinking Georgia really wasn't all that great until we saw them just steamroll teams after that, right? 
So against a good front seven, we have seen Georgia actually struggle. We've seen them not be as invincible. Sure. And Arkansas's front seven is as good as they've been at times. They're they're a little vulnerable, statistically even speaking. They're they're not exactly a opponent run stopping defense. So I have faith in our guys. I have faith. I, again, it will it will be even more disappointing if I'm proven to be wrong in terms of our run defense. But that's that's the saving grace I have that's in a great terms point. of Auburn being in this game is we know that we're more formidable defensively in the run game as compared to their biggest opponents. So this is a big challenge for Georgia as well. And that was a, that was kind of an exercise that Charlie Five and I talked about on yesterday's show was are we better than Clemson right now? And I think mm. you can make the argument that we are. Yeah, yeah, they're losing to uh I don't know. I mean they, they don't look like the same team that they've been. No. Yeah. Well, passing wise, statistically, they're like in the bottom of of the FBS in terms of, like they got some serious issues throwing the ball. For all of our concerns, we're at least better throwing the football than they are. So sure. I, yeah, I don't I could give us the edge there. That's not one of that hasn't been as big of an issue as it been for Clemson this year. Yeah. Guys. What are folks missing out on if they're not tuned into the War Report? Oh, man, you are missing out on a lot of fun, man. We have fun on Wednesdays, picking the entire SEC slate. Um, I am currently in the lead. I will brag a little bit. You just had to work that in there, didn't you, B-Will? I absolutely had to because they like to skip over it on the Wednesday show, so we're going to get that out the way. Is that why y'all booted Mike G out of here? Is that why Mike G's not here? You took his spot? Is that how that works? It's not important. Of all the losing he's doing. Um, But no, no, we're we're doing that. The Saturday game day experience, the community is really the best thing about the War Report. So if you come to the live shows on Sunday afternoon, Wednesday night, and Saturdays, you're going to be in that chat with a bunch of other people who are attentive, who know what's going on with the team and the program who are right up to date with us we're given that information when we break down that film and we got a bunch of people there ready to talk about it it is a wonderful experience it's fun just to go and be in the chat we do that when we can't make the shows individually we're just sitting in the chat talking with everybody else it's a bunch of fun bunch of analysis and really just guys having fun man talking football it's great i love it i love it guys well i appreciate chatting with you guys each and every week on these war report wednesdays and i look forward to the next one Uh, We love it, man. Awesome, guys. Awesome. Hey, that does it for today's edition of Locked on Auburn. We'll be back tomorrow. Got a fun guest lined up. Hopefully you guys will enjoy it. I'll tell you. uh, Justin Hokinson with On3 supposed to be hanging out with us. So stay tuned for all that and more right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.